Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from sunny California, and now I'm living in beautiful Beijing. Today with me is Bebe. Hey, hi, Jason. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good, good. Pretty good. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. What do you call it? Like when you get up late? I guess you just call it get up late. <laughs> Sleeping in. Yeah. Sleeping yeah. in. Yes. It's a it's quite a treat um, because when my daughter goes to school, I usually have to get up mm. around like 640 or so. Oh, wow. Because um, you get breakfast ready and then she gets up at like seven and then it's a rushing 20 minutes or so before she goes to school. And now he's like, mm. Mm, I don't have to get up that early you yeah. know i think it's actually really Freedom. wonderful i i got into the habit last year of getting up around 5 30 a.m every day wow nice and the, i think i was happiest in my entire life during that time because i was exercising more and mm. taking care of myself better and you know this is exactly what we're here to talk about oh yeah today. right so yeah let's introduce our topic today <laughs> why not <laughs> is staying up late killing you well <laughs> Okay, so there's a new study. I just want to start out with introducing this study. This I got this from CNN. It is Night Owls at High Risk of Certain Chronic Diseases, study says. Mm. Uh, this came out just recently, the end of September, and the study was published the end of September 2 in the Journal of Experimental Physiology. And pro, sorry, Associate Professor Stephen Mullen, Dr. Stephen Mullins, in the Department of Kinesiology and Health at Rutgers University in New Jersey, says that, yes, that in fact, staying up late is actually increasing the statistical probability of dying from a, from a lot of different diseases. Wow. You know, it's quite amazing. No offense. Um, for me to, to hear that, you know, a lot of people, researchers and professors, they actually mm -hmm. devote so much time um, to find out the reasons or to, to find out some common sense. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I really, no offense, but that's truly um, how I feel so amazed sometimes. Like when I mm. hear they have new studies that we should eat carbs or then some days later, <laughs> they, they say that, oh, we should not eat red meat or <laughs> things like that. <laughs> um, and I sometimes whenever I see news pieces like this or, you know, studies like this, I I always think of my grandmother, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like what she how she will react to news is like this. Mm -hmm. You know, if I tell her that professors from this and that famous university just came out with a study and they did, they've been doing this for years mm -hmm. and they're telling us now that we should sleep <laughs> and we shouldn't sleep too late. <laughs> I wonder, what, you know, the, what the look uh, will be on my grandmother's face. <laughs> She's like, oh, you know, I, I did not go to school for even one day, but I know that. <laughs> well, actually, this reminds me of the same, uh, you pointed this out. We were talking about, you know, dogs and their emotions and oh, there was a study yeah. that showed that they they can cry tears of sadness and cry tears of joy and scientists mm. had discovered this and you were like yeah obviously <laughs> <laughs> you know um but i think a lot of uh people need more convincing mm. you know they mm. they don't just take it as it is so i think these studies are useful in many ways mm. and i think everybody would agree that sleep is important to us yeah. with or without scientific discoveries. Um, but the, 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 the difficult point is, how do you make people actually 
do it. Mm. You know, how do you make people、um, go to bed? Let's say before eleven o'clock, <laughs> and we'll talk about why it's eleven later on.、Mm. And how how do you make people、uh, believe that going to bed too late is bad for your health? See that needs like numbers and studies and you know to convince people. You're right. We could be trying to convince people, but actually, some aspects of society are set up to cater to people's work needs, and、mm. we have people working 24 hours a day. So someone might be required by their job for security or at a train station or in janitorial service,、mm-hmm. where they have to work at night when everyone else is. Asleep, or、so. even at radio stations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so,、um, I I heard from one of the TED talks. I think there's a TED talk called "Sleep Is Your Superpower"、mm-hmm. by Matt Walk.、Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I've heard of、yeah. that one actually. I think I might have seen it, but it's been a long time. Yeah. So in that TED talk, he mentioned that、um, maybe scientists or you know other people considering making nighttime shift work,、mm-hmm. <laughs> or calling it as a Cars carcinogen,、mm-hmm, like、mm-hmm. something that might cause cancer. Yeah. If you do that long term,、um, it is not good for your health. So this is what confuses me, and we have a ton of data, but I want to just ask you, Bebe.、Mm. Like, if you're sleeping, let's say you know eight to nine hours, I think that's the the golden area. We'll talk about that later too. Right. But if you're sleeping at a different time. How is that bad? So I don't under. I was a young person because I, I guess as a young person I was in my teens. This is exactly the kind of thing that confused me, and I used to try to make justifications for it. If I'm sleeping eight to nine hours and it's in the middle of the day, mom,、mm. how is that not the same as your eight or nine hours in the middle of the night? Well, it well personally, I have to tell you my personal experience.、Mm-hmm. I found that if I sleep before eleven,、um, like everything goes smoothly. I would wake up by myself at about、mm-hmm. six or、mm-hmm. a little after that,、um, and I feel clear, like my head feels clear for the rest of the day.、Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I can't make it.、Mm-hmm. But whenever I've tried this many times, and、um, this is what I found out after all those, you know,、uh, going to bed at different times and different trials.、Mm-hmm. So after eleven, it feels different.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, the, the next day, even if I get the same amount of hours, like eight or so. I, my head doesn't feel as clear,、mm-hmm. and if I sleep af- even later, like at the beginning of this year, I don't remember what I was doing. But maybe I was like into something,、mm. and for a period of time, I slept late,、um, late as in after twelve,、mm-hmm. uh, probably before one, but after twelve. And two weeks into that, I was sick.、Mm. Oh. <laughs> every every like re- sick as in I had to go to the like hospital、wow. for treatments.、Um, and okay,、well, I didn't really associate this with sleeping patterns.、Mm-hmm. But then after I recovered, I did that again, and you know a week or two later, I was back to my doctor.、Wow. <laughs> so I, I've been yeah careful about that. You're listening to the bridge. What about what about when people take naps in the middle of the day? So we, there, I, I have in my head as an American a cliche of like a small French villa village somewhere where they、mm. at noon they all go and take a siesta, siesta? in the middle of、yeah. the daytime and nap for thirty minutes or an hour. And then have you ever done that? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, absolutely、okay. have slept in the middle of the day. That that is Jason territory right there. <laughs> oh, nice. It's actually good for you.、Uh, from what there's a timeline. I'll I'll share that later.、Um, but you know, when I was a kid,、uh, I remember all the way till middle school, 
we would like classes will wrap up maybe after 11 or so or 11:30 or 12. I don't remember the exact time. And then everybody would go home. The teachers go home, the kids go home and they cook mm. <laughs> like at, in my family. My grandmother would be, you know, cooking before I go uh, arrive at home. And then we will eat. And after maybe 20 minutes or so, everybody would take a nap. Mm. And then we're back to school at around like two wow. um, or two, two or two thirty. And then a few more hours of class. And then, you know, school wraps up around six. Mm. And then um, after uh, after that, I went to uh, went to high school in the States. Right. And mm. then it's all lumped together. I remember class started at around like 7.13. <laughs> it was like the weirdest time. Mm. I was like, can't you even like, can't you make it maybe 7.15? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's bizarre. I, I know. And then like there are four minutes between each class. While back in China, we had like 10 minutes mm. between two classes and everybody goes outside. Uh, we, we, we play for a bit, you know, we exercise for a bit um, and then go back to class. But then mm. back in the States, because we were running around. Uh, you know, mm. between different classes, each mm. class, the location was different. So you really need those four minutes to find your next classroom to walk over. Mm. And that was different, too. But anyhow, so the whole day was lumped together. And then you're out of school by what, three or three thirty and, yeah. and no noon break. Lunch was just one class, one class period. So it was it was all different. Mm. Everything was about like efficiency, it seemed like. Mm -hmm. um, but are, are you interested in. Uh, a little bit more details about uh, why we have to sleep or it's better to sleep at around certain time. Well, I'd like to get there, but I want to stay on siestas just for a moment, because here in sure. China, I was a kindergarten teacher for a while. Mm. And uh, one of the things they did is they took a nap in the middle of the day. Right. So all, we had a where we were an English, uh, you know, international school style thing. So we would leave the kid. We would help the kids eat, you know, supervise them while they ate and then get them ready. Mm. And then as they were about to go to bed, all of the foreign trainers would go to their, have their lunch mm -hmm. and the the local i guess what did they call them i can't forget what they're called but they're like health teachers uh. would stay with the kids while they slept and supervise them which just meant like being on their phone playing with wechat while the kids slept. <laughs> and then we would come back and start the class and those teachers would go to have their lunch um. and i i you know i thought that was really cool and i remember being in kindergarten in america and we also had nap time mm. so my question i guess would be why does nap time seem to disappear at first grade like it's if it's good for kindergartners why couldn't it be good for everybody i think in some schools they do have it hmm. i've even in the news i've seen these new uh desks and like desk hmm. sets uh, that can be transformed into I think a I've bed seen that. Yeah, during yeah. lifetime. Yeah, it made it in the news because it's a relatively new thing. Because in the past, I think they just uh, um, kind of sleep on their mm. desk, like take a little yeah. nap. I did that, I remember. But this new one, it just like the, the chair was stretched out mm. and they can actually uh, sleep like how they normally do. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's not what, when you go to higher grades. Mm. I don't think they still do that. <laughs> now, um, it's um, in most schools, it's just like in the West. Um, they have like a, maybe an hour or so for lunch mm -hmm. and then they get to their class. And classes are usually over by, let's say, three or four. Mm -hmm. But then they have some after school activity. So things have changed, you know, from the time when I was in school. I guess parents can't make it back home. 
to cook lunch. Yeah, I guess that, that would be a part of it. Uh, before you get into the data, I want to just finish a little bit more about this study from jur- the Journal of Experimental Physiology. Sure. It says that, quote, night owls were more sedentary, had lower aerobic fitness levels and burned less fat while active than early birds in the study. So I guess people who have a regular sleep schedule is what it's saying is they tend to exercise more, mm. which is what I found for myself when I was getting up at 530. I would usually go out and get exercise some point in the mm. day for nice. an hour now that i'm back into like sleeping until like eight mm. or something i'm not as physically active as i was but when you um for the period of time when you got up at 5 30 when did you go to bed um i was going to bed really early like seven what seven 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 eight p.m because i like to sleep a lot more that's a personal mm. habit it's good thing but I, and actually i i found some studies that it says that varies from person to person mm. that we can talk about later but um what seems to me coming out of this research is it's not the sleep that's directly uh, related to the lack of health benefits, mm. but it's actually the bad habits of staying up late that are associated with like not getting up and walking around, not going for a walk in the park, and uh. maybe smoking or, or drinking. People who tend to stay up later mm. tend to have bad habits in other fields of their life. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not convinced that this study because the study points to these other factors as mm. contributing to bad health. Is staying up late unhealthy or is, are these other habits associated with staying up late unhealthy? I mean, I'm not saying that it's not. It may very very well be that staying up late is also bad for you. But if you stayed up late and still got your 30 minutes of walking around or like 10,000 steps and you didn't smoke and you didn't drink, mm. could you theoretically be as healthy as someone with a different sleeping well, I, time schedule? Go ahead. Go ahead. I personally don't feel like it's the same mm-hmm. even if i get the same hours or even if i get more if i go to bed later it's it, i come out different mm-hmm. and for the whole day i don't feel as well mm-hmm. but it's i have to say it's not easy for me to go to bed like before 11 mm. i really have to make an effort wow because you feel like you're giving things up you know because <laughs> when you have a kid you know like uh during school t- days my daughter goes to bed ugh, you know after a lot of urging and yelling, <laughs> maybe <laughs> it takes work. Oh, yeah. Uh, she'll go, um, she'll be in bed, let's say by 930 or maybe a little later than that. Mm. And then that's, you know, that's when my free time starts. Mm. And all moms know how precious those few hours are, mm. you know, late at night. That's so, the only time when you are. Ooh, when you can really calm down well, and enjoy a little bit of uh, freedom. I'd like to add to that. I have a really personal story, I guess. It's not that personal. Mm. When I was a child, I have three brothers, as you know. My older brothers and I took up the habit of when it was bedtime, which is 8.30 for some of us and 9 for some of the other mm. kids. The young, younger kids, 8.30, the older kids, 9. Mm. We, we used to pile together in a hallway in a di- at a certain kind of distance at an angle from the living room where my mom and dad what? would stay up watching television. <laughs> then we would make paper airplanes that would say, Mommy, oh. will you please let us stay up and watch TV with you? And then we oh, would dear. throw these through the air and wait until they landed in mm-hmm. there. Dad would inevitably get up and read them. And sometimes uh-huh. they would take you know pity upon us and let us stay up and watch an extra TV show or something. Oh, I will walk up with a whip. <laughs> <laughs> I I tell my daughter like I'm like mom turns into almost a different person after 9 p.m. and I do I do feel that like my energy my will for being a good person kind of 
<laughs> gets exhausted after 10 p.m. And sometimes, of course, it's, you know, later than that, especially, you know, on holidays when she doesn't have to get up that early. Mm. And I literally turn into a different person. My face, my facial expressions change. <laughs> and after a few times, I, I told her that, okay, you probably noticed how mom doesn't feel very happy after 10 p.m. if you're mm. not asleep. Doesn't mean I don't love you. I do, but I'm exhausted. So she, she understands and it helps a little bit. You're listening to The Bridge. Um, and speaking of sleeping late, I just want to slip in something. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, during the Winter Olympics, yeah. um, this young lady called Eileen Gu, yeah. Gu Eileen. Yeah, my, my wife is obsessed with her. I know, everybody was, especially. Yeah, she's, on so, she's on so many billboards now. Like, she's on Luckin, and she advertises for, like, Kohl's, like, sinks, all kinds of stuff. She's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I yeah, know. Yeah, sinks. And um, all the moms were obsessed because mm. just how excellent, you know, if someone... Uh, can turn out to be yeah, a billionaire who's going to Stanford is a physical worldwide athlete, speaks multiple languages fluently, two yes. gold medals by the age yeah. of 18 and wow. blah, blah, blah. But even more amazing than all of this is the fact that she told everybody that she needs 10 hours of sleep every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we think, oh, 10 hours, that's like for kids, right? My daughter barely gets 10 hours, mm. <laughs> but she's like into her, uh, I guess now adult life. Mm -hmm. She still needs 10 hours a day, every day. Mm. And I think her mom um, is a biologist. Like she's like something related to that. Mm. So uh, while I was watching these news pieces about her, I was like, you know what? Her mom's got everything figured out. <laughs> You know, how the brain works and how much sleep the brain needs and how good it is for your brain. Um, it's not really resting, but when you sleep, your brain is doing its own work, right? Mm -hmm. Like turning short-term memories into long ones, sorting things out, discarding garbage and uh, resting for your whole body, things like that. So you need that time to be able to function and to concentrate well. So her method is like she takes 10 hours out at least mm -hmm. uh, for sleep every day. But for the rest of the day, when she has to do work, she really concentrates. Mm. She has superpower for, of concentration. So mm -hmm. she ends up doing a lot more than like everybody else or most people. And that really, you know, stuck with me. I actually want to add to that. I was really hoping we had the chance to talk about that. So I got this, sure. I had this article by Brandon Peters, MD, who is a neurologist and sleep medicine specialist. He uh, mm. studied at Oxford University and the University of Minnesota and Stanford University. And he wrote an article called How Much Sleep Adults Need on Average to be Rested. And mm. in this, if you just want to clip out, he says, in general, the average healthy adult needs between seven and nine hours per of sleep. And then he also says, experiments have demonstrated the average amount of sleep needed to avoid detrimental effects on daytime function is about eight hours and 10 minutes. Mm. But then he also goes on to say, and this is the part that I, I thought was really important. On the other hand, <laughs> some people, this is a quote, on the other hand, some people need nine hours or even more mm. and only getting eight hours of sleep will result in sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. So I think it depends on you. It depends on your own body. Some people, like my wife, she can sleep seven hours and she's charged. <laughs> and I, if I slept seven hours, I'd be charged for the first like four hours <laughs> of the right. day. And then I would just be miserable <laughs> for the rest of the day. It's different for uh, different people. I remember mm. this um, graduate student from Columbia. We knew each other mm. from my days while I was working there um, mm. in finance. He's a physicist. 
So he was in mm-hmm. graduate school in Columbia wow. for uh, physics. So he's like really, really smart. <laughs> it was during one of our study sessions. She told us that, oh, I, I, I need 10 hours a day. Maybe we were talking about how much sleep we need. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I 10 hour minimum. Now, when you think of someone like a graduate PhD student, mm-hmm. right? Usually they, they work long hours. Yeah. They have to study. They have to work as TAs. And he's like, oh, no, this is basic. <laughs> 10 hours for me is basic. Mm. I can't do um, any less than that. And I was like, oh, wow, we were, you know, surviving on five or six <laughs> hours. My other coworkers working in finance, like especially investment banking, they were literally just hanging on to like four hours, five hours of sleep. Mm. And sometimes they would just stay in the office and, you know, pull all nighters. That's their normal life. And then this, phys- you know, PhD in physics tells us that 10 hours a day minimum. <laughs> so it's like, I thought smart people like you don't even need to sleep, you know, just like five hours and you get up and do all your work. But they probably concentrate really well, mm. you know, during the rest of the day. And he's probably really smart to start with. <laughs> well, so, you know, there are many, yeah. I have this book on sleeping called Sleeping. And uh, oh. in, in, in the book, it's one of these uh, readers that has like, you know, a bunch of different content put together for you. Mm. Anyways, it's, it was half in Chinese, half in English, the whole, the same book in English and the same book in Chinese. And in the book, it says one of the theories, because there are a lot of different competing theories about what sleep is. Mm. One of the theory competing theories for what sleep is, is that it's cleaning uh, chemicals, byproducts of thinking mm. out of the brain. Mm. So like these tunnels widen and all of this like accumulation of trash essentially from <laughs> from thinking is swept out of the brain so that the brain can function optimally the next day. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting if a physicist would certainly be thinking a lot and would be producing a lot of byproducts. But I, I would think a physicist like the friend I knew will probably have less trash than someone who's <laughs> on cell phone, you know, on their cell phone all day, just, mm. you, you know, watching all kinds of short videos. Mm. That's like all trash. <laughs> so, well, I know, I know, but I, I think, I think we misunderstand. The trash is the byproduct of thinking heavily. Oh, okay. There are other theories. Another theory is actually that it is a way to save energy and prevent being attacked by animals or interactions mm. in dangerous events. Mm. So after you finish eating, you know, catching your meal or cooking, collecting your food, whatever it is, mm. then you go to sleep so that you can conserve energy and just stay alive until the next time the sun comes mm. out. That's one. Yeah, I know. Like um, how animals preserve themselves, a mm-hmm. way of preserving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I um, I actually bought a book called Why We Sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's like a very, it's like an international bestseller. I haven't read it because I feel like, you know, well, I know why I sleep. And or maybe I can't list to you one, two, three, four, five, but I just know it. It's something that you know. And I have to say that when it comes to sleep, things change a lot after mm-hmm. I turn 40. Mm. Like my my body feels different. I know that I need more sleep now. Mm. In the past, I, I survived on very little sleep when I was young. Mm. Um, I, I did not like sleeping. For decades, I did not like sleeping. You know, I thought it was such a waste of time. <laughs> you, you, you just, you do nothing. Mm. And there's so much to do, mm. right? Yeah. Endless interesting things to do. So for years and years, I had insomnia mm. I had trouble sleeping it was terrible when I was in I remember in college because mm. I was so st- like my mind was so stimulated mm. um and years after that I remember day night after night just you know lying down lying there but couldn't fall asleep it felt mm. terrible I I didn't feel as tired the next day like how I f- would feel now 
But still, the time you were you, you know, using at the time when you were young, like soda and things with heavy heavy caffeine in them. Not really. Maybe a little coffee, but not a lot. Mm. Um, it was it was mind activity. I was just thinking so much, like I couldn't quit thinking. And this lasted for years. I mean, I tried certain sleeping pills that you can get uh, over the counter, but nothing worked. Um, so I kind of it was just like part of life, and that lasted till maybe into my thirties because I was doing that radio show. That live radio show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was so exciting. Like I was so in love with work, I did not want to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Day and night, I was thinking about fun things I could share on the show, and you know the clever things I would say, <laughs> things like <laughs> that. Even I felt like even after I fell asleep, I was still thinking about that. Uh, but after I turned forty, I I felt the impact of. Um, not sleeping well so much more s- severely mm. and it's, it gets very exhausting and um, and you know it makes me unhappy in the past it didn't make me unhappy even though I could be uh, sleep deprived mm-hmm. and I, I sort of you know I was tired but I could go on mm. and now it's like I want to quit <laughs> you know I don't want to um, feel this impact from lack of sleep anymore mm. so it's been a, there's been a turning point and now I don't need convincing. I don't need data to tell me that you need to sleep more. I just feel so much better. I need it. Well, so, you know, I've yeah. actually been the opposite of you my entire life. Like, I've always had a hmm. like a strong addiction to sleep. And I'm one of those people hmm. that, with very few exceptions, and I mean like 1% of the time, if I lay down to go to sleep, five minutes later, I'm out. So What do you mean you're out? Like, you're just, fully oh, asleep? Oh, yeah, full, completely asleep. So usually, Lucky usually you. it's a minute, maybe two tops, I'll be just asleep. Wow. Close my eyes. And I'll start to think about something. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up. Wow. You know how jealous a lot of people would be? Yeah, sorry, guys. Of your ability? <laughs> I'm serious. Have yeah. you? So it's never happened to you that you I can't mean, fall asleep? Very, no, very, very seldom. Maybe in a year, two or three days that that will happen. Usually that is because that night I was drinking something very stimulating like coffee. Oh, okay. Because it's, it's uh, what's the word? It's not painful, but I can't find the word to describe it. But it's um, it sounds for, very frustrating. Basically, it's very frustrating. I've exactly, heard about that's it the my word. whole life. Like the the terror of like laying there. It's two or three hours later, right? And, and you're, you're getting s- more and more anxious <laughs> because you have to wake up soon. Yeah, exactly. It terrible. Yeah, I'm so happy that that's over for me because in the past year or so, uh, I've been um, clearing my mind. I've been training myself to clear my mind. And finally, I realized that you really got to stop thinking as fun as it it is. (laughs) Maybe that's what's so good about me, baby. I don't think. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that is a talent. (laughs) You know why people, a lot of people meditate Mm. and why it's meditating is good for them, even though like meditation makes it makes it sound, you know, uh, almost religious or spiritual. Mm. It is not. It it is just clearing your mind, make your mind calm down. Mm. You can't keep thinking. You know, 24 hours a day, as fun as it seems. So finally, one day I realized that I can't do that anymore. And I start practicing. And this practice is very simple. I don't really sit and meditate. Mm-hmm. I can meditate like anywhere, anytime. Wow. Let's say I'm taking a walk. The only thing is clear your mind and stop thinking and watch what's in front of you. That's 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 it. You know, that is it. So while I was thinking, it's a habit for us to keep thinking, thinking, thinking. Mm. You might not even notice it. But once in a while, I would tell them, oh, okay, I'm thinking again. But now I'm taking a walk. <laughs> so I direct my, I stop thinking. And then I focus my eyes on the trees and whatever it's in front of me. And I don't think about them. I just look at them. 
And or I'll hear something. I'll hear birds or a car. I'll hear it, but I won't think about it. I try to stop language from floating into my mind. You're listening to the bridge. There's a very famous movie. I'm going to ruin the ending. So everyone who、Ooh. wants to watch this movie, I'm sorry. It's called The Life of Pi. Oh, I know that、it's、movie. A, it, oh yeah,、mm-hmm. it's a, it's about a mathematician. Oh, and、uh, he, he's like he's super obsessed with pi, and like so he's being chased by religious fanatics who think there's some religious meaning there. He's being chased by like、mm. people who are trying to calculate it out for scientific reasons, and so he, all these people are obsessing over him and breaking into his office and stealing his research, and、uh, he's just. Purely obsessed with it, he doesn't care about the politics or the deeper、mm. meaning. He's just a mathematician who's obsessed with pi, and so at some point he he hurt. I'm not going to say how he does it because it's very brutal.、Mm. But he hurt her, damages himself in his own brain、Ooh. so that he he won't be able to think about math anymore. And the the final scene of the him is in the movie、Dear. is sitting under a tree looking at the leaves、mm. without without having to think about the math of the leaves.、Right. He's just Finally, able to enjoy the leaves just swaying、mm-hmm. in the sky,、yeah. and the the point of the whole movie for me as a viewer, for me personally, was to not obsess over things, but to just enjoy the、right. just like、right. what you're talking、and、about. You know how jealous he would be of you, Jason, <laughs> who can just fall asleep in like less than two minutes.、Hmm. I mean, he would pay literally whatever he has for that ability, but it's not as hard as we think. Because I was a bit like that. You know, I was obsessed with thinking about funny things, <laughs> happy things. It, it was a good obsession, though.、Mm. But it was so disruptive, like I just could not fall asleep. But I started practicing.、Um, it, it's not really meditation,、mm-hmm. uh, but more like we, maybe mindfulness.、Mm-hmm. Um, after I read the book "The Power of Now" by、mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle, have、mm-hmm. you heard of the book? I have not, no, but that, I've heard of mindfulness. It's very, tra- it's trending huge in the last、yeah. few years. Yeah. Well, it's not anything you know mystical or, or weird. And the best ex- best explanation of what mindfulness is was actually from my daughter, and、mm. she learned it from her teacher,、mm-hmm. and who I guess <laughs> you know,、uh, watching the scattered minds of all her kids in class、um, sometimes helped them to train them to be more mindful. And the definition she gave her was to look at what's in front of you. That's it. To really look at what's in front of you, without all those thoughts going through your mind. You know how you're watching videos, like people's comments would fly across the screen. Yeah, in China,、um, anyways. In、yeah. China, yes. So that's what our mind is like in our daily lives, in our normal state. We just, we are just not aware of it. Whatever we're doing, we have things, you know, language and numbers going through the screen of our mind, and that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And but okay, you say if it's if it's exhausting, can you just turn it off? Turning it off is not so easy because、mm-hmm. we're so used to it, and you need a little bit of training. But the training is very very simple, and it's very effective because it's happened. Is what I've、uh, you know been through in the past、uh, year or so. Can I problematize what you've just said just a tiny bit? Whatever that means, sure. <laughs> It's a word that nerds use in graduate school to describe making something not as simple.、Uh-huh. So, if you're laying in bed and you're supposed to quote look at the what's in front of you without judgment or thinking, then if your eyes are closed, what are you looking at? <laughs> oh well, during the daytime in bed, it's a different thing,、um, but similar. In bed, I just clear my mind, and in the beginning, I try to imagine、uh, someone sweeping. 
You know, if a if a thought flows into my mind, I imagine someone sweeping it away. You know how like in Zen、uh, temples and you know what monks do, they just you know peacefully sweep the courtyard. So I have that image in my mind. A thought、mm. flows in, I you know sweep it away. Another pops in, I sweep it away. And there are other techniques like、uh, you can imagine. I read in a book. You can imagine、uh, when a thought comes into your mind. Um, make it into a bubble. <laughs> Imagine that it it goes into a bubble and then the bubble flows away.、Mm. So like as if you're at, in the bottom of the water,、mm. and then all the bubbles will just flow away. A new thought, a new bubble, blue 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 blue, and it flows away. You're listening to the bridge. Try it at home, but I want to talk about actually the benefits of sleep.、Mm. Earlier, I mentioned not smoking cigarettes, not drinking, and making sure you get your daily regiment of exercise. You know, just like ten thousand steps or whatever it is. And I think once a week you have to get your heart、mm. above a certain rate, so a little jogging for ten minutes. But if you just do all of that stuff, why is sleep still beneficial? So this is ten benefits of a good night's sleep by Doctor Mark. <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce this. Stibich. It's S T I B I C H. Stibich, and he. This was medically. This article is also medically reviewed by Sanja Jellic, MD. So there's、mm. a lot of hands in this. Number one, sleep and heart health. So blood pressure is regulated by your hormones, and if you don't sleep enough, you're gonna suffer from high blood pressure. Fact. Number two, sleep and blood sugar regulation. So you, apparently, you will increase the probability of getting diabetes from not getting enough sleep.、Uh, fact number three, sleep and stress.、Uh, so your stress hormones are going. To increase if you do not get enough sleep, this is a fact. Number four, sleep and inflammation. So this inflammation is like when your body is like basically trying to fight off something,、mm. and but your body will actually get inflammated or it will suffer from excess inf- inflammation. Yeah, and you get ulcers, dementia, and possibly heart disease as a consequence of co- constantly having excess inflammation from not sleeping enough. Another one is sleep and weight loss. So you're actually going to Gain weight because your hormones are going to get an imbalance of, and I'm going to try to pronounce these. I'm sorry to our doctors who are listening. Ghrelin and leptin, and apparently, quote, poor sleep appears to disrupt the balance of ghrelin and leptin. I do know a little bit about ghrelin. I may be pr- pronouncing it wrong, but I know about it.、Mm. It, it regulates、uh, feelings of satiety, so like being not feeling hungry.、Mm. So actually, you will start feeling hungry when you are not hungry if you don't get enough sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sleep. So you that pizza that you just ate. It might just be because you didn't get one <laughs> one more hour of sleep.、Mm. Sleep and balance. So another another one. Number six, so you actually get imbalance, physically imbalance, so not able to have good balance. So if you wanted to take up surfing, you're going to need an extra hour of sleep. Oh, don't sleep. surf when you are sleep deprived. <laughs> you don't need scientific backing for that. <laughs> Number seven, sleep and alertness. So that one sounds like everything Bebe's been talking about because yeah, if you if you're tired, obviously you're not going to be able to pay attention. And sleep and memory, you can actually have a better memory from getting deep. Sleep、mm. number nine. Sleep and executive function. So, like that means、mm-hmm. make problem solving and making good decisions. So you're more likely to make bad life decisions if you're not getting enough sleep. And、mm. finally, sleep and repairs. So while you sleep, quote, your body works hard to repair damage. So there are a lot of different reasons that you need adequate amount of sleep beyond just not consuming carcinogens because you stayed up、mm. late. Right. And I would take. I would like to take this opportunity to share、uh, a few things I learned about 
you know, what Chinese medicine say about mm. sleep. Oh, yeah, please. Because there is a timetable mm. um, and it plays into how I feel about I should sleep before 11 because I do feel different. Mm. It's it's mm. almost like, what's the difference if I go to sleep a little bit before 11 and a little bit after? But it just feels different the next day, mm. <laughs> at least for me. You guys can try it just as an experiment. So according to um, Chinese medicine, there's a timeline of where your vital energy flows to at uh, different times of the day. And uh, so in Chinese, there's a, you know how, and you know, energy, right? Mm-hmm. And there are passages through which vital energies circulate. Mm-hmm. And there's a pattern to that. So at um, 11 p.m., from 11 p.m. to 1 p.m., wait a minute, no, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Mm. So 11, then midnight, then 1 p.m. That's when the vital energy goes to like the gallbladder and mm. which release bile. Like we don't know much. Mm-hmm. Gallbladders don't come up a lot <laughs> in our daily conversation. Well, some people don't have them too because they have them removed. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> but this, you know, this is a period of time, 11 to 1, where um, the the young, you know, in a young, mm. right? Mm. Where the in goes down a bit and yang comes up a bit. Mm. So yang is like, you know, uh, think of the sun. Yang is and like, yin, think of the moon. Masculine. Masculine, yeah, the yeah. sun, and all that. So this is a time when the yang starts to grow. And so that's why a lot of people, they feel very alert, mm. you know, between uh, 11 and 1 p.m., basically midnight, right? Around midnight. But the problem is if you keep staying up during this time, um, you will lose balance between yin and yang. Mm. It, it's like because you are still exerting energy, uh, even though at that period of time you feel like I'm very, you know, I feel good, I feel energetic. But this, you should protect the yang that is growing um, by sleeping, by resting. Mm. So it's good for you in the long term. Um, and then so your gallbladder, uh, this is where the energy goes. And then from 1 to 3 a.m., mm. the the energy circulates to your liver. And uh, something about discarding the old blood and making new blood. Like, this is when it happens. And then your liver can send out those energy uh, or new blood to your lungs. And, and that happens. The vital energy flows to your lungs from 3 to 5 a.m., so it uses the new blood from the liver mm. uh, and processes it and then sends that to everywhere else. Mm. And that's also why during this period of time, some people, if they're like a little sick, they might start coughing, which is okay because it's, it's getting rid of uh, like dirty stuff. Mm. But it's like, oh, the vital energy is traveling to your lungs is, you know, working through the system. And then from five to seven, it goes to the big intestine. Mm. So five to seven, that's like early morning, like dawn. Mm. Um, the new blood from the liver goes through the lungs and then goes to the rest of the body and stimulates the big intestine. And then, you know, you kind of dump <laughs> garbage, right? <laughs> early, That this is a good time to mm. do that. And then from seven to nine a.m. early morning, um, you need, uh, it goes to your stomach. So that's the time for you to eat. And then nine to 11, that's your spleen. And then 11 to one, it goes to your heart. So it's good for you to take a nap from like at noon, from 11 to one, between 11 to 1 PM, maybe not the full time. Mm. Like, you know, you can find things like that online. 
about mm-hmm. um, what where the energy goes during different hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when I was younger, uh, you tell me that I was like, yeah, whatever, because <laughs> I don't I don't feel it. You know, because uh, you you are so much stronger. Mm. Uh, whatever damage you do, you feel like the next day you are repaired. But once you're older, uh, the impact, even though um, maybe it's minimal, it's not that obvious, but you'll start to feel it. Mm. And also things add up, right? Things add up. So I, I think, you know, if you're interested, you can, they're like charts online <laughs> and you can study that. You're listening to The Bridge. I went to this uh, other website called verywellhealth.com, and it has uh, a ton of information about all kinds of health, Mm. but it also has an entire section on sleep. And under their sleep section, there's like 100 articles by PhDs and MDs. And so I just pulled some things that support ideas that I have. Mm. Sure. (laughs) So... Now, now, this is going to be controversial, and that's just this is why I bring it up. It's because I know in China, people generally like it warmer than in the West, mm-hmm. because that's been my experience based on like dozens of foreigners coming to China and me knowing them mm-hmm. and our interactions with Chinese folks. So this is going to be controversial. I want to see how you react. This is The Best Temperature for Sleep by Sherry Christensen and reviewed by Dr. Jason Del Colo. Mm-hmm. This is according to the U.S. National Sleep Foundation, and it found, I'm going to use Fahrenheit and Celsius, Mm. that between 60 degrees Fahrenheit and 67 degrees Fahrenheit, or 15 and a half degrees Celsius and 19 and a half degrees Celsius is the best temperature for sleep. Isn't that like on the cold side? Yeah, even for me, that's cold. I like it like 22, 23, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of cold and I have to tuck under my blanket extra. But sometimes my wife won't even sleep in the same room with me. It's too cold. Like she'll be like, oh my gosh, this is too cold. I'm going to sleep in the (laughs) other room. Sometimes we sleep together. And sometimes I've turned the AC down so low that she'll sleep somewhere else. Mm. And so she's like, no, no, no. 25 to 26 is like perfect for her. Right, right. And I, and for me, it's like 22 to 23. Mm. But according to this, we should be way colder. So like, I'm actually confused about this. Because if, if honestly, if I slept at 15 and a half degrees, I would wake up sick the next day. Right. So I don't know yeah. about that. And also, if they do this in different areas, like if they go to India <laughs> right, and conduct the same study, I think the results yeah, will yeah, be different. Yeah. Or like tropical, other tropical areas, right? Yeah. 15 degrees? <laughs> like everybody will wake up with the cold. <laughs> And it's too cold for me. I don't think the temperature matters as much because nowadays we have thick blankets, right? And uh, air conditioning. And I think that like when you go to sleep and how long you sleep and the quality of your sleep is so much more important than, you know, the rest. Oh, also, I remembered a bit of uh, important information. Um, I think I heard this from the TED talk I mentioned. Sleep is your superpower. It mentioned that uh, during... They, they've done research uh, around the time of uh, daylight savings. Mm-hmm. So we have that mm-hmm. in the States. Yeah. In China, like where we live in Beijing, it's the same. We use the same uh, timeline or whatever you call it f- throughout the year. Right? We don't do mm-hmm. daylight savings, mm-hmm. but they've done That's research. Right. The day that you lose an hour, mm-hmm. well, I don't remember the season, but anyhow. So on that day, you lose an hour. And then they found a 24% increase in heart attacks the next day. What? Wow. And then, uh, so the opposite time of the year, when you add an hour, 
That's like doing the winter, right? You add an hour. I remember. Yeah. It's fall backwards. so It's you, confusing. But anyway. Yeah, you add an hour and in the spring forwards, so you remove an hour. So yeah. in, in the fall or going into winter, you gain an hour. And they found that there is a 21% decrease in heart attacks the following day. Hmm. And it's not just for heart attacks. It's for like a lot of other things mm. like traffic accidents. Or stroke probably and, because heart attacks are often related to high blood pressure. Mm. Stroke, so are strokes. Right. So it makes a difference. Mm. Um, I, I thought that was really, you know, something I should share. And also immune system, how sleep. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. it worked. <laughs> well, it not worked, but I found out how important sleep was to my immune system. Because mm. I got sick, <laughs> you know, without enough sleep or sleeping too late. Uh, if I did that for a week or two, something, mm-hmm. you know, my body would tell me. So they um, it, sleep impact your immune cell activity. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a, they did an experiment. So if the, the ex- people who are doing the experiment only slept four hours that night. Wow. They measured a 70% decrease in natural killer cell activity. Mm. I guess these are the good soldiers in our body, right? Fighting off the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it it makes a huge difference, and especially if you do that day after day. Yeah, and um and also just like last year before I got sick from uh, lack of sleep, um I I thought that okay if I didn't sleep well for the past week I'll just sleep a little bit more like an hour more tonight, and that will you know make it up. I, that's actually a silly thought. <laughs> it takes longer for you to recover. It takes between two and three weeks to recover from sleep deprivation. Yeah. Um, I mean, my friends were asking me like, oh, you know, how are you feeling? I was like, oh, I slept like one hour more last night. But how come I'm not feeling any better? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you expect results like that? <laughs> it's not magic. You know, you've been doing this for weeks. It takes at least that much longer for you to recover. So I'm a lot more patient now. Um, yeah, when it comes to sleep. You're listening to The Bridge. We have a bit of time left and I wanted to switch mm. gears to snoring. So this is like... Snoring? This is mm. this mostly doesn't affect the people who are snoring. I mean, I guess it does. It absolutely does. You get kicked. It, ha- <laughs> it does affect them. Actually, obesity and all kinds of other things can be related to to snoring. It's not good for the sleeping of the person who is in, who has this mm. problem. But it does affect other people around them a lot. So mm. I wanted to talk about some of the symptoms of snoring. And feeling... This is for the person. Feeling fatigue. Uh, restless sleep, morning headaches, sore throats, irritability, moodiness, uh, confusion, unexplained weight gain, Mm. difficulty with memory and concentration, attention span. Sorry, this is from Very Well Health, Symptoms of Snoring. Mm -hmm. So you can find it under snoring, under verywellhealth.com. What do you mean by symptoms of snoring? So these are the effects of snoring. Oh, Mm. okay. So some of the causes of snoring are obesity, thick neck circumference, bent or crooked navel septum, nasal polyps mm. and large tonsils being male oh. loss being, being male, male? Yes, it, it, it's a bullet it says bullet point <laughs> being male loss of neck muscle in advanced age smoking alcohol uh antihistamine use and pregnancy so it says some of the really simple treatments too sleeping on your side as opposed to sleeping on your back. People who sleep on their back are more likely to snore. Mm. So if you if you have a husband <laughs> and mm. they are a snorer, 
because it is a male dominant problem. Turn them on mm. their side. You don't have to kick them. Just <laughs> roll them, roll them onto their side kick. and t- <laughs> train them to start sleeping on their side and they will be less likely to sleep. Also losing weight and mm. stopping drinking are huge uh, benefits. Of course, these won't help people who have serious issues like navel septum problems right. or polyps and things like that. Some people have to get surgeries yeah, yeah. to help with their snoring. And there are things you Gadgets can and, wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Their gadgets and stuff. But I've heard of this scary condition that, um, you know, they will snore and then they will stop breathing for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of my uncles has it. Mm-hmm. So whenever that happens, my my aunt has to, like, kick him. And he will be, like, you know, he will wake up a bit and then... <gasps> yeah, yeah. And gasp, exactly. And then fall back to sleep. But not just the danger of suffocation, which is very you know, great, a serious, serious problem. problem. Yeah. But also imagine how disruptive that is for your sleep, mm. right? Because you're constantly been uh, woken up mm. because of this problem. Yeah, you could snore so loud you wake yourself up. Yeah, I've seen videos of um, <laughs> nighttime in dorms for like, you know, male students. Mm. And you can hear the snort. They recorded it because of the snoring sound. <laughs> and so in the darkness, it, it sounds like a, I'm sorry, but it sounds like a pig pen. <laughs> <laughs> Just this one, the snoring of this one goes up and dies down and the other, you know, goes up and down mm. and the whole room seems to be vibrating. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. But if, if everybody's doing it, I guess they're okay. <laughs> and the, probably the funny thing is no one would admit that they snore. How do they know really you know, clearly? Because you'd have to record yourself to really know yeah. the degree to which you snore. I, May I tell you a story really fast? Sure, please. I was uh, I didn't actually know snoring was a bad thing. I didn't know what it was when I was a little boy. Mm. I went to stay with my grandma one night. Uh, usually, if I stayed at grandma's house, that meant sleeping in a different room. So mm. that didn't affect me. Mm. But one night, we went somewhere else to stay at like an uncle's house or something. Mm-hmm. And I had to sleep in the same room with my grandfather. Mm. And my goodness, it was like a chainsaw. It was like, and I started crying because I couldn't sleep after like two hours. I was like, grandma, 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 help me. I can't sleep. Make grandpa stop. And so she, she actually, this is a true story. She brought a blanket out and put me in the back lawn. And I slept on the lawn in the backyard because grandpa's snoring was so insanely loud. Your your grandmother, was she used to that already? You know, later in life, I I was paying attention more Mm. in my teens and I noticed that she slept in the living room on the floor <laughs> she she always used to say it was for her back she'd say oh it's for my back but i think she's just trying to escape grandpa's snoring. oh my gosh that is that is horrible uh, but i don't understand why they don't wake themselves up mm. i mean the sound is there yeah. right the vibration is there, but maybe they're so in tune with it. It doesn't bother them. Yeah, they've, they've been dealing with it their entire life. Maybe their their brain is just kind of like it become immune, immune to the sound. Oh, dear. But like a train going by or something. In the, in the, you get used to everything, I guess, supposedly. Um, but, you know, before our, our show wraps up, I just want to mention something. Sure. Um, because I personally have you know, fought with insomnia mm. and uh, with struggling to, to, to sleep better, you know, better quality. Mm. And I know that there are all kinds of tips, you know, drink this tea, drink that medicine, take that pill. They might work, but in most cases they don't, you know, for me, they didn't. Mm-hmm. One thing that really worked is to truly realize how important sleep is. Like when you not just know it as knowledge, but you know it in your heart mm. that, oh dear, you know, I do get sick when I don't get enough sleep. 
I can't function well enough for work for my family if I don't get enough sleep. Now, when that's in your heart, you know that. When you make up your mind to change it, to to have better habits, that's when it works. Everything else will prompt you a little bit, will nudge you in that direction. But once you make up your mind on that, it's not as difficult. And but how do you make up your mind? Right, and this is when you need knowledge,、mm-hmm. and when you need、uh, need things like experiments that you've seen. <laughs> right, when you see changes in other people's lives because of better sleep or because of worse sleep, so knowledge combined with、uh, what you know from real life will be able to convince you to make up your mind, and then real changes will start.、Mm-hmm. So you can read about all kinds. You can actually stay up late reading about all kinds of tips, <laughs> right? How to sleep and go to bed early.、Mm-hmm. But it doesn't help as much if you can't make up your mind. Well, I mean, I agree with you. Everything you said is so important, and getting the knowledge that is required is a really key thing. But I think I want to emphasize one thing over everything else. There have been a lot of tragic cases of famous people,、mm. including the girl who played Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, who began taking medicine to go to sleep and the medicine to wake up,、mm. and that was one of the reasons she passed away,、oh. and we lost her from this world. Overdose? Yeah, well, just overuse of sleeping drugs to help. Help her sleep,、Pills. and that is not the answer. The answer. Oh dear! It, How much was she taking? Actually, I don't. I don't know.、Uh, But like, it, it's it's obviously you know we need to de- learn to deal with sleep, and like I think、mm. what you said earlier in the program about meditation,、mm-hmm. things like that. You know, for something that we do a third to two fifths of our entire life, we should probably learn a little more about it. Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, we spend a third of our life doing this. Why don't we learn how to do it better? Yeah. And for me, you know, before we wrap up, I just want to emphasize again.、Like, Again,、mm. clearing your mind.、Mm. It works like magic for me. I mean, in the first few days, few weeks, I have to uh, actively uh, try to do this. You know, actively try to clear my mind when I fall asleep. You have to be willing to do this before you put it into action. But by now, like a few weeks later, I do it naturally.、Mm. Now I don't even remember when I fall asleep. In the past, I could rem- remember, like, oh, it's been an hour, and maybe then you add up a few more minutes, maybe twenty minutes before you actually fall asleep.、Mm. But now it's like, oh, I don't, I'm just sleeping. Yeah,、uh, w- what about it? And, you know, I fall asleep <laughs> so naturally. That's great. Which is great. Yeah. yeah, I know. You know, I've. It took me four decades, Jason, <laughs> to get to where you have always been. Yeah. Well, it's a real talent. It's a real blessing. I have to say, real blessing. Maybe I just learned something at an early age, but you've got it now, baby.、Mm-hmm. And now that you've passed on some of this information to other hopefully, people, hopefully, hopefully, please join us next time on the bridge where East meets West. Thank you for your time, baby. Yes, thank you, Jason. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time on the bridge. Bye.